A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. Yeah. I'm interested. Like George Lucas was a guy that was sort of disenfranchised with the way the movie studios worked. Yeah. And so set up his own company and did his own thing. Yeah. And I guess in a way, you know, with the hundreds, you mm-hmm. could have gone and worked, you know, there's hundreds of clothing companies in LA yeah. that you could have worked for. Like he sort of created something that ended up becoming even more work for him yeah. than he ever thought it would be. And it became this massive thing. And in a way... And I'm, I'm not saying this with 100, but for him, it became the thing that he kind of was rallying against. Mm-hmm. He became mm-hmm. like a big time studio. Yeah. And I always find, which is a, another thing altogether, is that he started as a rebel filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. And then like he relied on technology. Yeah. Whereas he started as an Ewok. Yeah. Ended up as like an ATS, you know, and, and the, the film suffered for it. Yeah. But do you sort of relate to that, like that you've started something yeah. which is sort of meant to rebel? Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, this is getting big. How do yeah. we yeah, yeah. How do we not become that company that we're like, let's not be like them? Yeah. It's a recurring story, I think, in any successful business, especially if someone, uh, especially for an independent, usually independents start off, responding or reacting to what came before like the dominant hegemony around them whether it's an industry or whether it's what their parents told them that was right or a boss told them this is how you do it and uh, there's just like a certain type of person I guess I'm one of them where um, you're you just want something different it just never really yeah I don't know it just it wasn't really ever for you you know and you just want to create your own way and your own path like my wife always jokes around with me because like I wouldn't be able to work for anybody else. I'm such a difficult person. Even my, uh, with Ben, my partner, it's like pulling nails, trying to get me to do anything. I just can't be told what to do. I want to do it my own way. I always think I know how to do it better as an artist. I think I know how to make something look prettier and more tolerable. And so I think all of these stories, these amazing creative um, entrepreneurial type stories, inspirational stories, they began the same way with the same idea and the same um, ethos. And at a certain point, you just look up and you realize you've become that guy, you know, and that just comes with age and it comes with money and it comes with power. And uh, you realize you're starting to become that guy that you fought against or you're starting to become that company that 
was against everything that was everything that you were against when you were starting out. And it's an uncomfortable and very uncomfortable feeling, you know, especially for someone like me, I have a big conscience and like, I, I believe in integrity and being honest and authentic. And so what I've been just been doing over the years is just talking our audience through that, you know, and saying like, look, we are selling to these kinds of stores now for these reasons. Look, my company has changed. You know, it's not just Ben and I being angry artists in the back of a studio somewhere on a street that no one's heard about. Now we have attention and now we have this platform and, you know, I've always believed that to whom much is given, much is required. And now I want to take care of people. And I have people here who are dependent on me for a livelihood and I'm responsible to them. These are my friends and these are my family. Um, I have children now who come before me. You know, these are things I never understood when I was starting a company at 23. And now that I'm 34 and I have children and I have a family like that comes first, you know, and everything I do is for them. Uh, they're the ones who are going to be with me throughout my whole life. So, yeah, I mean, in some ways I can see that happening. But at the same time, I just the best I can do to, I guess, balance that and leverage it is to remain authentic and honest and communicative with the audience and be like, look, this is what we're going through right now. This is what we're deciding to do. Uh, it's a choice that we're making. If you're not on board, thank you so much for your support over the years. And we appreciate everything you've done for us. I understand if you want to find something else that suits your tastes, here are some brands that are along those lines that we support, that we believe in. And we feel like we're doing what we were doing when we started, but we're a different company now. I'm a different person now. Like I've changed. People change. People grow up. People uh, get better. I feel like we're just better. I feel like we're smarter. Like we've figured it out. And so all that charm of the rawness and that independent spirit that we had, we don't have that anymore. How can we? We're 11 years old now, but along with that 11 years, we're industry veterans or we're knowledgeable or we have a legacy now we have a library of stuff that we've created that we can play on and you know now we're just a part of uh the bigger system and the bigger picture and like i appreciate that i think it's actually kind of cool hmm. now i'm again with the parallel like a lot of people you know the, the classic term that george lucas gets mm -hmm. from internet warriors is you've raped my childhood yeah, which is, it's so he 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 filled your childhood with yeah. joy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm sure there's people that loved yeah. your brand in the first yeah. five years, and then it's like, Ugh. yeah, because you have to make those decisions. Yes, yeah. do you relate to that? Yeah, you? I can definitely relate to that, and I think um, that's the it's a double sided success is a double sided sword, right? Like that's that is. Um, that's the ugly side of, of what comes along with having such popularity and such attention thrown on you. Um, what I realized over the years was that I always considered this my project, um, you know, what it was a story of my life and what I wanted and, and how I visualized a brand. And over the years, when people were getting it tattooed on them, like our logo, our mascot, or just the word the hundreds, um, and my friends would ask me how I felt about that. They'd say like, oh, you know, that's kind of crazy. People are tattooing it on them. I, I was like, yeah, that is weird because I would never do that. And what I grew to understand was that the hundreds meant something different to them than it did to me. It started becoming a part of 
their life experience couched with their life's narrative uh, in the context of their family, their friends, their experiences, their youth. And, uh, you know, the rapper YG, he has an atom bomb on his arm. Did he grow up the same way I did? Does he love Star Wars? Um, did he create a company like this? No. But Adam Bomb, for whatever reason, at that time when he decided to get it tattooed on him, it meant something to him. It just struck a chord that it would never mean to me. So what I had to, un- what I was forced to accept was that it wasn't just my creation. I, it was something that I had to share, and I was a fan of as much as everybody else. But what I brought to the table, how I interpreted it, was different along you know how you would see it or how someone else would interpret it and that's hard as an as an artist and as a creative and as a visionary you think that you're creating your thing and it's all about you and it's selfish and then realizing nope you're sharing it with everybody else just just how they're all sharing it and it's what it means to you is not necessarily what it means to somebody else i can understand i definitely empathize and then at the same time I also just had to kind of be like, you know what? Screw everybody, you know? Like, this is, at the end of the day, it's what I want to do. If I want to do it this way, I'm just going to keep going that way. And I have to believe that at the end of the day, the reason why people love The 100 so much is not because it has such a likable mascot, not just because we make, you know, nice, cool clothes. It's really because they're somehow connecting with me as a person and as an individual and uh so as long as i stay true to that and i'm not you know curating my life story to fit more along someone else's life story i think that we're going to still maintain some kind of resonance with our audience but um yeah i think that's just a part of creating something that people love you know they're going to incorporate it into their life and their perspective and there's nothing you can do about that you put it on the universe they're going someone's going to take it you mm. know and and do what they want with it yeah i'm always fascinated with george lucas that he came up with this thing and you know if you read the interviews with him you know in the 80s he had all these ideas for films he was going to make and yeah. and he it was almost like he was haunted by that people loved yeah those films so much and yeah. made it yeah like it was like way more important for other people than it was for than him. it even was for him yeah and it's the same way for me too and it's a lot of pressure and you feel it's responsibility i don't have I'm, I'm not on the same level as george lucas and what he did with star wars but i do feel a lot of that pressure and everyone you know when the customers they uh they lash back at a, a certain season or the collaboration that we've decided to do and they say this is everything against what you stand for and this is everything against what you told me and um you know that's hard that's like a hard thing to deal with because i've re- i feel like i'm just doing me but how they understood it was wrong and so like it's funny that when you know star wars fans they tell george lucas you rate my childhood i mean i bet in his head it's the same it's the same response back in that no actually you guys raped my childhood you raped my vision i wanted it this way and you made it this other beast and i just wanted it to stay like how i imagined it again if you put if you are willing to put something you love out there in the universe you better expect that other people are going to love it and they're going to love it differently and they're going to rape it <laughs> in the butt. You know, they're going to do unspeakable things to it, but um, you take that, you make that decision, I think, when you decide to do that. Or you can just keep it all to yourself and 
become you know a hermit in the forest and have all your build your universe and no one don't have to share with anybody else and mm. that's another way of doing it. i know artists who do that too so in saying that with uh you experiencing it with the prequels do you sort of go well that's how we wanted it yeah i as i've grown when i watched the phantom menace for the first time and jar jar binks and uh, attack of the clones and I, I went through the episode one two and three i was I was in my 20s still. I was still angry. I was still this teenager that thought I knew what was right and I knew how the universe was supposed to order itself and this was wrong and I was very vehement in how 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 I felt about that episode 1 through 3. But as I've grown and as our company's grown and I've experienced just a tiny bit of what George Lucas must have gone through I empathize with him and I realize you know what it's his movie if you have your own idea of how to create a Star Wars trilogy or uh, you know a, a, a saga go out and do it yourself which is what filmmakers do right and uh, I've seen some really cool fan-made stuff and just go out there and do it yourself and see if you can gain enough traction doing your way and obviously you're not you know, but he wants, it's his movie. You can't tell him what to do with what he, what his vision was and his dream was like, go pursue your own dream and then deal with your own critics. And I'm sure this is what a retaliation for both George Lucas and you, what people mm-hmm. would say is like, we put you there. Yeah. 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 No, def- definitely. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant of that, but at the same time, I don't think for the hundreds fans, I don't think they, as much as they express that they would love it, they don't want me to pander to them. They don't want me giving them what they, what they ask for, as much as they think they do. If I did that, they would lose respect for me. I would become predictable. I'd become unoriginal. And then the tables would be turned. I would go from being the purveyor and the designer to just being a tag-along and they look to me and this brand for a certain sense of leadership in whatever sense, you know, if, uh, in, 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 as far as a streetwear brand goes or like as far as like a cool clothing company. They want some kind of leadership. They want me to tell them what to do, whether or not they disagree with it, whether or not they think it's right. They do want me to have an opinion and to assert myself and say, this is what I think is best. So I, I, I agree with that. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As and shows like the Making Steel Wars show which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows which sometimes can be over an hour. 
And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys, as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.